Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Hour number two of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. Joined for the next three hours by the man himself, Nick Fitzy, Fitzgibbons, Fitzgerald Stevens joining us now. Fitzy, how are you? Oh, Rich, I've never been better. Thanks Good. for asking. Congrats, by the way, man. You know, not yeah. everybody gets their own show with their own name on it. That's true. At night on the radio in Boston. And That's not, true. not everyone gets to have their name right. on an hour of radio with another show that has stayed on doing a remote broadcast bleeding into your show. Dare I say history in the making? I, I, sort of I, a theme. I think, We're talking about that with the Patriots. Maybe that is also uh-huh. kind of transfers over to this very program. Well, listen, I let me let me run this by you. Uh-huh. So uh, I'm looking to get a little feedback because yeah. Sunday I got I, it's, you know, big day, big game coming huge up on Sunday. Game. Pivotal, huge. Maybe biggest the biggest game of the game year. The season. <laughs> yeah. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. All right. So uh, the New England Patriots are going to be having a season ticket holder, or as they like to call it, season ticket members watch party for Pats at... It's contra- I keep telling Hart yeah. on the podcast, like, do we it. are contractually obligated to mm-hmm. say... We can't say Raiders. you got to say... <laughs> okay, so there's going to be a big watch party down there Sunday. Like, yep. whole, thousands of people coming, big screens. Great. Great. they got games for the kids, literally snacks. jugglers. Oh, tons of snacks. Okay. And I'll be emceeing the affair. Great. Uh, talking to some former players, maybe yeah. even some current players that might not be able to make the trip. We'll see. Oh, Could be some surprises in is store. Is that allowed? Well, we'll see. All right. You I, know that's who, why I, I can't say much. Maybe Jalen Mills. Mills. I've already might said not make too much. <laughs> I'll t- well, I'll get into that in a second. We'll Go get ahead. to that. So, so I suggested to them today, I said, hey, let's really, let's really steer into this and make this a special night for everybody. Since the Patriots now have embraced the throwback jerseys, yeah, they've been wearing them, painting Pat the Patriot midfield, yeah. wearing the throwback jersey. Why don't we encourage all the fans to wear their throwback jerseys on Sunday at the watch party, and we reinstall the troughs in the bathroom? Yes, finally. And we tell everybody that the, it's okay to smoke yep. because apparently the Patriots have gone back to 1970. 19- <laughs> The team does look reminiscent so of that. So the team yeah. looks like it when it sucked in the 70s. Right. So let's have a whole throwback day. And then just to go full circle, in two weeks, you go to sit down at home to watch the game, and they're blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even watch them. And then you're like, then finally, finally, and you, our, and you know what? our fathers and grandfathers can say, see, this ah. is what it was like. And then we get Ron Meyer to ring yeah. the bell in the lighthouse. <laughs> that's it. I think we got the whole thing figured out because that's kind of where they're at. Over the last two weeks, let's do it. Why? Like, I, I keep telling people that are just like, yeah, you know, I get all these messages like, ah, Fitzy, you know, uh, I mean, all they've done is win my whole life. I don't know what to do. Can you give me some advice on how to handle this? Well, and I just keep telling them, drink, embrace the awful and steer. Yeah, well, drink is first and foremost, <laughs> but like, steer into embrace it. the awful. Yeah, steer into the suck. Like it, it gave us the character, the thick skin. I, yeah, I agree. The resolve and the appreciation that we had for the high times. And you got to sometimes go back down to where the flavor in life is, the bottom, before you come back up to the top 
and you know see the light of day and can appreciate where th- where things are right now. It might be kind of fun to just be uh, awful for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's not, not going to be fun. But I do think, now this isn't what I was hoping to have happen, but it is going to start to separate the real fans from the fake fans. Like the real fans are going to be the ones that five yeah. weeks from now are yeah. screaming at the television, even though the Pats are two and eight at that point, And you're mm-hmm. like, how come they can't stop Justin Herbert or whatever? Like that's what it's about. Like growing up, like there was – all four teams had a stretch there where they were useless. Like, they were oh, just the pits. No. But you stuck with it. You stuck with it. And then the next yeah. thing you know, all four were great. And now they've sort of kind of all over the place. Right now you only have one truly great team out of the mm-hmm. four. But, yeah, this is this is something. Because in 2020, when they were bad, at least early on in the season, there was, like, a little bit of hope, right? There was a couple of good Cam Newton games. And it was also 2020, so it was different. And you're just like, I'm just happy to watch anything. Like, it's been such a weird Precisely. year. Like, I don't anytime care what's something on. new dropped on Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, we were like, just I'm going to watch it just because. So yeah, that we, was a weird year. And yeah. then 21, they're back in the playoffs. And even though they weren't like a Super Bowl contender, they're back in the playoffs. So we didn't really know what it was like even still for like a prolonged bad Patriots team. Right. Last year was a debacle, but they still squeezed out more wins than they probably should have, considering the absolute mess that was on offense. Or you could also flip the coin over and say somehow, while they squeezed out wins, they may have had no business squeezing out. They also blew a couple of games that, yeah. had they actually found a way to turn the W, would have welcomed them or ushered True. them back into the playoffs yet again. Whereas this team game, right now. Yeah. You can't. Now, this team no, is the pits and, and like so much wow. so where pro football talk on their weekly power rankings, which, yes, I'm a sucker for any kind of power rankings. You want to rank anything? I'm in on it. You want to rank beers, movies, football teams? We got three hours. 32nd. Hey, uh, I put together the list at <laughs> WEI.com of all the power rankings. Yeah. The highest the Patriots got this week in power rankings across all, all the of them. websites, publications, blogs and such that we all read and consume on a regular basis was 25th. That was in Sports Illustrated, but the caveat and or disclaimer to that was that it was written, those power rankings were put together by Connor Orr, the same man who wrote the article earlier in the season saying he thought the New England Patriots could win the AFC East. There was a hyperlink in the power rankings to his mea culpa article where he basically has already apologized (laughs) to the football audience en masse saying... Stupid me. I thought the Patriots could win the AFC. Sports Illustrated, though, for years, speaking of, like, growing up, Sports Illustrated for years would just have one bad pick after the next. I feel like there was a 20-year run where every preseason they'd be like, this is the year for the Red Sox. You're like, no, it's not. Like, this is the year for the the 76ers. Like, no, it isn't. Like, every team they would pick was wrong. But, yeah, 25th definitely seems high. Like, there are a lot of bad teams. Patriots will face some of them later in the year. Broncos are terrible. Giants are terrible. So they'll get a crack at both of them. That could have a huge say in where they're picking in the draft. Uh, the Giants game could very well be for the second overall pick. I do feel like it's early to be looking at Tankathon, but no. But at the same time, they're one and four. You made the point, and it's a it's correct. Like there's no automatic win on the schedule at nope. all. Nope. There's a few auto losses, and there's a bunch of kind of coin toss games where, you know, they're either going to be one or two point underdog, one or two point favorite, depending on where the game is played, that kind of thing. 
Can, how about let me run this one by you? I had a friend call me yesterday, All just right. sort of brag. Catch, yeah, yeah, I know. He actually <laughs> called me too, which is called on the phone. Is everything okay? That was the first thing I said. Are you okay? This is making a different noise. <laughs> it's a person's voice, uh, and the way we left the conversation was, I, I, he said this, and I was legitimately, legitimately laughing. He goes, "Oh man, now I'm pissed that they beat the Jets." Yeah, right. Because that, that one could come back to bite you. Yeah, he didn't want him to like. He wanted him to be. If they're going to be this bad, right. just be owned at this point. So if Aaron, Ofa. if Aaron Rodgers was healthy, the Patriots would have a better chance at Caleb Williams. It's kind of what, it, kind of what it breaks uh, down. Hey, to. Uh, Rich, I also saw this on. Uh, maybe it was the X. Could have been the Graham. Who sure, knows? Sure. Um, the the phrasing du jour. It's not you know like it the the tankathon or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's collapse for Caleb. Collapse for Caleb. That could work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also saw Pray for May was making the rounds, too. Ooh, People don't I was going to say, May. what are we going to do for Drake May? Yeah, I think it's Pray for May. I saw that somewhere, so that's that's yeah. possible. Uh, you can join the program, 617-779-7937. You can also hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, at Rich Keefe Show. Let's go to uh, Louie in Brighton. What's going on, Louie? Louie. Not much. How are you? Oh, doing all right? All right, let's have one question. Uh, how many players that won championships with Belichick that were actually drafted by Bill Parcells? When we talk about Willie McGinnis, I believe was a fourth pick in the draft out of USC. Yeah. You talk about the Ruskies and the Ty Laws. How many champions did Bill Belichick actually draft during the Patriots' first run of championships. Well, okay, Louis. I mean, a bunch were drafted by Parcells, but Bill spent here for 20-something years. The last three Super Bowl wins for Belichick, I don't think anybody drafted by Parcells was even in the NFL anymore, let alone on the team. No. But, yeah, early on you had uh, Lawyer Malloy, Ty Law, Teddy Johnson, uh, Teddy Bruschi, uh, Willie McGinnis, obviously. Yeah, Willie McGinnis. He mentioned. Uh, I mean, yeah, but Belichick drafted Seymour, Light, Brady, or Tom part of Brady. The team that draft, yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady, Gronk, Edelman. He, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why we're bringing that up necessarily. Like, so that's also sort of come up over this week. Is I think we can focus on the now. Like Bill Belichick, to me, doesn't feel like the right guy, or he is not no longer the right guy to get this team out of this funk and into, like, a new future. Like, I think it's time to move on from Bill, like, at the end of the year. But now you're also getting people being like, well, how good was he really in 2001? I'm like, I think he was pretty good. I'm not going to go through, like, the past right now and trash what he did in the early days. Like, he was great. He can still be great. It doesn't mean you're always great. It happens with athletes as much as it happens with coaches. Just because the guy was at the top of his game at one point, doesn't mean he's not going to get worse. And it also doesn't mean that he never was great in the first place. Like, he was great. I don't need to go through all the draft classes and be like, well, he didn't take Ty Law. No, but he played him, and he and, he, and Ty Law got even better while he was here with him. Uh, and also, some of the great things Belichick did, the scrap heap work, finding guys like discarded special teamers in the form of Mike Vrabel, who went on to be a yeah, star, sure. was a first-team All-Pro in 2007. Come on now. the There are certain players that there's a hagification of when you look at the history of the Patriots, and there and there also can be some revisionist historianism. I do not believe it is in any way, shape, or form fair to now go back and say, all right, so we know Brady won the Brady-Belichick war, but how good was Belichick yeah, even I, in his prime? He could be the greatest coach ever. Doesn't mean you Stop. want you doesn't Come mean on. you want him forever. 
Come on. Right? No, like, I think it, both can be true. Correct. They so, can. I think people are just having a hard time with, with that, I guess. But, like, and I also don't think, like, and maybe they're just thinking that that's going to be part of the process to actually get Robert Kraft to, you know, make the move. But I don't think so. Like, I think he's going to look at right now. I don't care about the 0102 draft class or, like, the 95 draft class. I would be a little bit more worried about the 21 draft class, which suddenly isn't looking as strong as it did a couple years ago. The 22 draft class, which does not look very good. It's fallen off a cliff. It has fallen off a cliff. And then the 23 draft class, sadly, maybe you have your best pick, and then he gets hurt. Like, it just sort of sums up everything that's going on with this team. You know, Christian Gonzalez looked like a genuine, real hit in the first round, and he's out. It's like, all you right. know, look, look, Jack Jones still not back in the field. Marcus Jones out with the torn labrum. Jonathan Jones, he's back. He's compromised. Christian Gonzalez, okay. Yet somehow still they're kind of holding the secondary together-ish. I don't see... Even with Judon in or out, this legendary or dominant pass rush uh, shoring up any of the holes or preventing the secondary from getting exposed. Even so, I have no, I have no quibble. I have no issues with the defense right now. None of those guys being back are going to score the Patriots any more points. The yeah. offense is the issue. It starts with the offensive line. They ignored something, and Belichick, defiantly so, has always said. That they went with a they went with quantity over quality, and they signed a bunch of guys. And Calvin Anderson and Riley Reef, you can tuck them all into a suitcase, and you can bring them to the airport, and you can leave them there. Yeah, it's uh, it's a bit of a mess. I don't know how it gets better for this year. They talked about how they're going to start over, and then it also feels that they're not going to make any changes. So we we'll get uh, Fitzy's take on uh, Bill Belichick sticking with Mac Jones for this week. We will get to your phone calls at six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's also a Would You Rather Wednesday. So a full tang program here on WEEI. But right now, here is Stiz with What's Trending. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now. The Patriots were back on the practice field today as they continue to get ready to head to Allegiant Stadium to face Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Kickoff Sunday at 4.05. Bill Belichick was asked this morning if Mac Jones will be the starting quarterback for Week 6, to which he replied, quote, yeah, we're not making any changes. Matthew Judon, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Demario Douglas did not participate in practice today, and 11 players were on the limited participation list. That list includes Christian Barmore, Trent Brown, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Devon Godchow, Jonathan Jones, Mike Onwenu, Riley Reef, Cole Strange, Josh Uche, and Sean Wade. Celtics preseason continues tonight. They're on the road in Philly to take on the 76ers. Tip-off was at 7 p.m. This will be the third preseason game for the Celtics. They're currently 1-1. One and one. Some MLB playoffs tonight. The, Philly, the Phillies currently lead 7-1 over the Braves in the sixth inning. The Astros will face the Twins, and the Dodgers will take on the Diamondbacks. And roll out the gold carpet as the night is finally here. The Bruins' 100th season began tonight at the TD Garden. Former Bruins players Taylor Hall and Nick Foligno are back in Boston, but this time playing for the Blackhawks on the other side of the puck. The Blackhawks looking to turn things around after having the worst record in the NHL last year. They've added veteran players like Felino and Hall, as well as signing star rookie Connor Bedard. Your Boston Bruins come into this season following the greatest regular season in NHL history, despite a first-round playoff loss. Puck dropped just about 15 minutes ago at 7 o'clock. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keith Show with Fitzy coming up right after this. 
Tell your smart speaker to play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. Yeah, we're not making any changes. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEI Fitzy in the house. Full tang program tonight. That was just a little snippet of Bill Belichick's media availability today. Right off the rip. So he does his normal preamble. He spoke glowingly of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He highlighted five players in particular, saying they might be five of the best at their position in the league. You're probably thinking, you're like, who the hell? Well, kicker, punter, we're two of them. Oh, obviously, a Daniel Carlson can yeah. make one from eighty. Apparently, he can, he can shoe it. He can absolutely shoe it. And then Max Crosby, great pass rusher, Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. So, like, they do have talent on that team. He talked about no love the, for Jimmy. He also uh, did mention Jimmy, but he he like specifically put out there like they have five of the best players like at their position, kind of thing. He also this I like this quote at the beginning. He's like, we have a lot of familiarity with them. Eight guys on the coaching staff, five scouts, nine players, whatever it is. He goes, whatever it is, eight guys on the coaching staff, five scouts, and nine players. He knows exactly how many people Josh McDaniels took with him to, to Vegas. Yeah, whatever it is. When whatever you, when it you is. Give up, rattle off specifics like that. Five scouts. Like, good Lord. That's a lot of scouts. So they really, So when we say, like, oh, you know, the Texans, they were Patriots South mm-hmm. or the Tennessee Titans with Brable and the Raiders or Raiders are, are <laughs> basically Patriots West. Like, they are. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they, now, they definitely a, are. A, believe it or not, a more high-functioning version of the Patriots. Yeah, they are. Not by, like, mm-hmm. a, a ton, but they but they definitely are. But, yeah, Josh McDaniels, and then you got uh, Mick Lombardi out there, uh, Bo Hardigree, who was here, uh, Carmen Brasillo. There was a few other guys. I mean, he, oh, he said that. the old offensive line coaches out there. Yeah. That's right. Plus, don't they have Patrick Graham? They do. Patrick Graham's their D coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, so they got a bunch of guys, a lot of familiar faces, a lot of familiar names. Obviously, Garoppolo, as far as players, is one that, that jumps out. An old buddy, Jacoby yeah. Myers, who uh, Belichick also talked about. Did you hear what he said about uh, Jacoby Myers? Uh, let's hear it again. What have you seen from Jacoby Myers? And, and after the success he had here, what, what went into the city to not bring him back? Yeah, well, I mean, he was a free agent and signed to the Raiders. It's a lot of guys leave and change teams in free agency. But, yeah, Jacoby looks like like he looked here. Okay. Touche. A lot okay. of guys leave in free agency. I, I call foul. I raise my hand and I say, yep. I object, sir. I would never even last 10 minutes in one of these press conferences. I wouldn't no, be able tough. to do it anymore. I just, I, yeah. like, the fact, we, when he says we're starting over, uh, yet at the same time, we're not going to make any changes. We're doing the same. We're just going to do the same stuff. We're just going to look at the fundamentals again. It's like, all right, you guys yep. are screwed. So we're starting over, but we're making no changes, and that includes yeah. his attitude in the press conferences. And yes, I understand. We in sports radio and in the media in general make more of it than a lot of the average fans do. Mm-hmm. But to just carry on with the same old, oh, he was a free agent, and uh, you know uh, that's what happens in free agency. I see a lot of the same. Like, no, Bill. What happened was you undervalued him and you didn't bid up on him and you were happy to settle for or pursue Juju Smith-Schuster instead because why else Why else would mm-hmm. Jacoby Myers tweet out, quote tweet, the news that Juju Smith-Schuster had been signed 
for you know thirty three million dollars at the time turned out to be twenty five and a half, whatever it was, and write Cruel World. <laughs> he obviously wanted. He wanted and to be he later here. Deleted it. He was pissed. He wanted to be so here. Were we? He he loved Mac Jones. Mac Jones loved him. Mac Jones also asked about him today. He was very glowing. He loved him. He referred to him as the man. He said he was awesome. All this stuff. Jacoby Myers is on pace for a thousand yard season and ten touchdowns. Let him have his. But you know what? I hope he has. Yeah. By far his best season out there this year. I hope he does. He could. I mean, he's on pace for for both of it. He's on pace for eighty five catches. He missed one game with a concussion. In the other four games, though, he's now up to 274 yards, 25 catches, three touchdowns. He's been targeted double-digit times three out of the four games. He's a big part of their offense. And, yes, they have Devontae Adams on the other side. That obviously, obviously helps. But that's what I was advocating for here. Keep Myers and add somebody better than him. Mm-hmm. Right? Or, you know, if you're going to get rid of Myers, make sure you get somebody a lot better than him. They didn't do that. They replaced him with Juju Smith-Schuster. And he's been an absolute bust. We probably I don't think sh- you'll see him Sunday, by the way. You may not. No, but he's still out of practice. Mm-hmm. He's uh, got a concussion as is Pop Douglas, which is unfortunate. More so on the Pop Douglas side of it. But, yeah, those guys may not play. Maybe you get Tyquan Thornton back. But re- we really shouldn't have been too surprised by Jacoby Myers because it just feels like the undrafted guys Bill doesn't overextend himself for. Malcolm Butler, J.C. Jackson, Jacoby Myers, it's... All right, we kind of we brought you into the league. We are not going to give you the big payday now. Myers' payday compared to say J.C. Jackson's wasn't really it's paltry. It was not. Yeah, he did not get paid like a like a wide receiver like some of these stud wide receivers would. But he's a good possession receiver who has a rapport with your quarterback. Who I thought you were trying to develop into like a number one. And Jonathan Jones is one of the only undrafted free agents the Patriots actually have paid. And good kept point. Around. Yeah, good point. He's one of the. He's really one of the few. Like the running backs, like you, you don't, you don't keep those guys. The corners, you're not, you're not keeping those guys. Uh, and like Myers, right away, Myers was the same year as Nikhil Harry. So you have a first round pick and an undrafted kid. And from day one, the undrafted kid was better. He played with Tom Brady. He played with Cam Newton. He played with Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And now he's out yeah, there playing with Jimmy Garoppolo. And you remember how in 2020, his second year, he wasn't getting much playing time. There was an injury. He comes into the four. He starts. He starts. He begins starting alongside uh, Demir Bird, and no one took a football to the face mask like Demir Bird did. Demir Bird, uh, the, what a uh, deep Bird, cut! Man. That wasn't that long ago. I forgot uh, all about Demir Bird, ago, my friend. Uh, I was like, he's he, got rapport with Newton from Carolina, so this could work. <laughs> nope, nope. And uh, and he credited Cam Newton with basically saving his career. And don't forget also, Jacoby Myers. Through two touchdown yeah, passes great. in 2020. He has almost as many touchdown passes in 2020 as Mac Jones has this year. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, you can sling it. You can run Son you can run some of those you can run some of those uncle. plays. And you saw how quickly a nice deep know, ball. the Raiders wanted him and they've been using him. And again, I don't think Josh McDaniels is this great head coach. I don't think the Raiders are this great team, but they identified him and they plugged him right in and he's oh. he's playing his ass off. All right, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna do it right now. Go ahead. Uh, I'm gonna do a sub segment off of one of your Hallmark segments here on the Rich Keith. I show. love it. Would you bet on it Wednesday? Okay, hit me. Jacoby Myers, 0.5 touchdown passes thrown Sunday. Oh, thrown. Over. I'm taking the over. He might catch one and throw Josh one. Josh is going to let him throw one, and yeah. you and every one of it. My swear jar? I mean, no, I'm going to have to. <laughs> no, I'm going to be at the stadium. I'm going to have to go in, like, Spadowski's mop closet just so I can let rip, <laughs> rip some four-letter words. Oh, I should. Actually, that's not a bad uh prop day is just kind of take the over on everything Myers unless 
Belichick says we're going to put all our attention on Jacoby Myers so we don't get embarrassed. Good, you know, because Devontae Adams yeah, Devontae definitely Adams. won't single cover Devonte Adams. That's and also, they have that big tight end who's starting to sort of emerge, Michael Mayer. Yeah, the Notre Dame guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Uh-huh. All right, let's go to the phones. We get Phil up in New Hampshire. He joins us next here on Weei. Hey, Phil. Hello. Hello. Uh, nice to hear you guys. I like the two of you together. I think it's great. Thank you. Um, but I wanted to say, uh, you know, I think nobody could benefit more from a fresh start than the most spike-driven man I've ever seen in my life, not named Tom Brady, and that's Tom Brady's coach, Bill Belichick. I want him to get fired just because I like to watch the world burn. He's going to go take one of those highly talented poorly coached teams because if you don't think he's still game planning game planning at an elite level you're not watching football made Jalen Hurts look pedestrian out there but anyway sure about that I what about that, how do you make re- the last two guys a look? reinvigorated a reinvigorated Bill Belichick taking like personal inventory doing things from scratch all over again inheriting a team that will buy in for a couple of years because they just had some Turberger as a coach oh yeah I would love it. I'd love to see him win a title. I want I want to go out saying, like, Belichick and Brady were both goats, and we got to live through it. That's right, what well, I want. Let me, Phil, let me I ask you this real quick. Real quick, that, real quick, Phil. If you're this confident in Bill Belichick, why can't he turn it around here? Well, I mean, when you uh, lose in a very small window, you lose arguably the best slot receiver of all time, the best quarterback of all time, also your ultimate co-signer. Brady was his ultimate co-signer. Everything he did, that locker room fell in line because Brady bought in. He does not have his quarterback right now at all. Sean Payton, what was he? Garbage until he he got Drew Brees. I, Phil, I agree with you. Listen, I, I won't root against actively should Bill Belichick end up going anywhere else. Washington, Dallas, Los Diego, whatever. However, the one thing that you're failing to point out in my estimation is that Bill Belichick basically made this mess for himself. He, in large part, is the one who decided to not offer more money to Jacoby Myers. Bill, he didn't Bill give Stidham a chance to... He didn't. Yeah, Bill the GM is the one who has damned Bill the coach. He needs his peyote. He needs that. He needs that other ear. When he was young, I I read an interview with him when he was young, and he was talking about not trying to do too much, not spreading himself thin, and being surrounded by really good people that he trusted. And that's when he operates at an elite level. Like when he just hands the keys to the offense to Josh McDaniels and then does the Bill Belichick thing, you know, the, the, the ultimate coach. Uh-huh. That's when he's at his best. And but Phil, unfortunately, yep. over time, he's just taken a stronghold on every aspect of the th- of the, the team, and that's where he needs the fresh start because I feel like if he walked into somewhere else, spite-driven and slightly humbled, but the spite-driven part especially, but a team that will buy in for a couple of years, holy crap. It would be it would be you know a reminder of what we had and what he really could be if he didn't get – you know, too comfortable in a very long-term relationship. He's been, he's been like, tyrannical. He's, like, ter- basically been an emperor at this point. Thanks for the call, Phil. Yeah, but and I would Rich, also like, question, like, the coaching part of it still, too. Right? Now, that's, that's a little bit more nuanced than just okay. being like, all right, that draft pick sucked, that free agent sucked, and that trade sucked. Those are very mm-hmm. easy to see. But do we still think he has these, like, great game plans? Correct me if I'm wrong. The last three years, they've lost to every good quarterback, and they've only beaten bad quarterbacks. Because they don't have enough talent around them. To All right, so to, maybe, like, it's, maybe it's just a talent thing. I, I, I think it is far more a talent thing than, than it is, than it is uh, a game plan and coaching thing. However, 
I brought this up with Hart on the Six Rings pod this week, and I want to get a quick feel for, uh, from you on this one, too. Scott Pioli was on Good Morning Football this week, and he talked about, with Peter Schrager and company, just how much of a loss Ernie Adams has been organizationally because who basically gave Belichick every last little tidbit of insight? I was going to say, and all the stuff that Ernie was up to, who knows? Who's who to knows? Say? I mean, he told <laughs> me to when I interviewed him back in the springtime at I Love Boston Sports at the South Shore Plaza for a little fan meet and greet, yeah. he to- I asked him what his title was, and he said, I'm a generalist. That's it. He said I was the Patriots. That's on the LinkedIn. I'm yep. a generalist. I did a lot of things. Whatever coach He's asked Winston me, Wolf I, from Pulp Fiction. That is exactly what he was. Yeah. And so if Belichick needed him to go do research on a team, find out their quirks, their traits, go figure out where the bodies were buried, metaphorically speaking, that's what Ernie Adams did. So all these extra little advantages oh, yeah. that they had for so long. They haven't had somebody providing those the last three years. Like, you can't That's overestimate true. what a loss that was. Uh, that is true. All right, we mentioned say Would You Rather Wednesday. So let me give you a few Would You Rathers. They're very uh, Patriot Raiders-centric uh, here. Would you Patriot rather? Patriot who? Patriot Raiders. Oh, Patriot. Oh, uh, sorry, who? You're right. <laughs> Would you rather right now Okay. Mac Jones or Jimmy Garoppolo? No, Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Mac Jones, see- is, like, Mac Jones has just... Arrow pointing down and and falling. Yeah. He, oh, Jimmy throws picks at least one every game, and he'll give the Patriots one this Sunday yep, too. Yep. But damn it, a he throws such a beautiful ball. Yeah. B he's so damn handsome. Oh, he's handsome. C yeah. it'll just if he were back in that uniform for a minute, I would imagine it was game three, yeah. uh, game two of the 2016 season all over. Even game one because that sure. uh, bomb he threw to Chris Hogan against the Cardinals was gorgeous. <laughs> I could good, see yeah. that, and I'd be like, yeah. oh, my God, it's the good old days yeah. again. But there are no good old days with Mac Jones. There are not? No. And, like, I mean, I guess you can try to look back to the rookie year where it was a, you know, solid enough rookie campaign. But, yeah, it wasn't much more than that. No. All right. A- as a head coach, Bill Belichick or Josh McDaniels? That's Come on now. Come on. Josh McDaniels is a great offensive mind, one of the better ones of the last 25, 30 years in the NFL. He is not a great head coach. I agree. No, I not I wouldn't even, have wanted him. I don't know why the Raiders took him. Uh, he was horrible with the Broncos. Then he was a he was actually horrible with the Rams as a, as the offensive coordinator without Tom Brady. Uh, but then back here, the whole thing with the Colts. I know he didn't fail with the Colts, but the, the, the whole way that work that went, I thought was really bad. I wouldn't have hired him. He should have gotten fired last year. They kept him. The old story was they couldn't afford to fire him, so they yeah, kept they him. They were so cash poor. <laughs> they couldn't, they couldn't afford to fire their coach, so they're bringing him back. So, yeah, even though I think Bill is sliding down that head coach power ranking, like he's still yes. higher than McDaniels. I'm with you on that. Uh, this could have been a very real trade. So would you rather have Devontae Adams or Cole Strange and Tyquan Thornton? <laughs> so I know, I know what you're going to say. It's two players, but... So, because last year the Raiders traded their <laughs> traded their first round pick and their second round pick. That's all it was. It was a one and a two to the Green Bay Packers for Devontae Adams, who was the best receiver in football a year ago. Mm-hmm. Is still one of the five best receivers this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Patriots used their first and second round pick a year ago on guard Cole Strange and oft injured wide receiver Tyquan Thornton. Just imagine Insane. when you when you contextualize it like that. Yeah, it makes the not only the acquisition of Strange and Thornton, but also the frugality of Belichick to not spend money or assets on a premium player 
all the more infuriating. Like, just yeah. think of what a difference he could have made to date. Again, gentle reminder, audience. Bill Belichick, Matt Groh, and company have never given Mac Jones an elite playmaker at any position to help him grow, no. develop as a quarterback, nope. and produce a, a top-tier NFL offense. Never. He, t- and today, Belichick said in his uh, press conference at the beginning, he said, Devontae Adams is certainly a Hall of Fame receiver. He's ready for it. This guy had produ- uh, tremendous production, touchdowns, receiving yards, catches, you name it. Like, just gushing about Devontae Adams. Like, you could have been in on the mix on that. You could. Why not? All those receivers, like that, I still go back to that as as really, like, a philosophical difference that Bill has with the rest of the league when A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Steph Diggs, Devontae Adams. Now, Adams is the one example where that team didn't immediately become a great team. But, like, Think about where the Eagles, Bills, and Dolphins went the year before they got the stud receiver, and then the year or maybe even two with the stud receiver. They all elevated. I mean, you know, the Eagles were in the Super Bowl, for God's sakes. It didn't have the impact with the Raiders, but you could also say that maybe more of a Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo thing than a Devontae Adams thing. Yeah, I would think it would definitely yeah. be much more of a Derek Carr and subsequently. Uh, I don't even think Jimmy Garoppolo as much. I would say Derek Carr and McDaniels. J- Josh McDaniels. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. But yeah. all like. All of those elite wide receiver ones, those alphas have elevated the play of everyone. Now, look, oh. Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins, they did go to the playoffs last year. Now yeah, they won the division, a, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They were 13-4. and four. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, that, one's, that one's just frustrating. But, yeah, it's, it's quite a matchup, too. And to think about last year's game between the Patriots and the Raiders and how insane that ending was. And Jacoby Myers was right at the center of it. But mm-hmm. not only was he at the center of it, Fitzy, but... Subsequently, Mac Jones, who is under the microscope, mm-hmm. and then Chandler Jones were Correct. all involved in that one play at the end. And I don't know how many of you have been keeping up with Chandler Jones on Twitter or Instagram, but it's like it's gotten to the point where there's just so like somebody needs to step in and do something. I know he got arrested and then he's he's back out again and he's tweeting and stuff like it's serious, like mental health stuff. It's CTE. It's whatever else he's doing to himself. Like it's, it's something else. Like it is a, it is a wild ride to see like stuff he's tweeting about, videos he's making. Like it's sad. It's yeah, what it sitting is. around a fireplace saying that Aaron Hernandez didn't kill himself, and then he breaks into uncontrollable tears and is sobbing. Yeah. Uh, today on and then like sto- cryptic uh, things about Josh McDaniels and yeah. like, and, Josh, well, like, and now a new one today. Yeah, and now today's of course was he had a story where. It was photograph. It was like a photograph of his shoes, and it said, "I must protect Robert Kraft." Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't I, know, I, like I, I, I don't. And then there was a photo of Kraft with a, uh, with Drake, uh, from the at Patriots account on yeah. his stories. And then he was shopping in Walmart, and he was buying like buying a new TV and all these sweatshirts. And then I think he was buying them to give them away. Like the man is legitimately all over the place yeah. right now. And he was on the Raiders obviously last year, made that big play and they won the game. And then he but he was also uh, on the Raiders at the beginning of this year. And then things obviously just went real sideways. He keeps he keeps like threatening to like expose all these people too, including the league and you're like, "All right, like what do you got?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. yeah really. Br- loved it. Sure, go ahead. Let's see it. Nothing yet." Uh, but yeah, what a difference a year makes for sure. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the number. If you want to jump aboard, we'll do a little, uh, fantasy brief, talk some fantasy football, but, uh, plenty of Patriots conversation to go around as Mac Jones remains the starter. 
despite what we've seen the last couple of weeks. So we'll talk about that with you as well. This is the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEEI. This is the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Keith's gonna g- g- give you what, what you need to know. Talk about who you gotta start, who you gotta say, gotta let go. When you be like, whoop, whoop. You doing so good, gonna win your league. But you gotta listen to Rich Keefe in the fantasy breeze. Rich Keefe is playing like John Clayton up inside the huddle. And he's got a intimate knowledge of the fantasy game. Like he and Matthew Barry like to cuddle. If your team got a problem, yo, he'll solve it. Winston Wolf for this fantasy gauntlet. So pretty please with sugar on it. Check out the hook while Keefe is gonna g- g- give you the info you desire. Who to claim from the waiver wire. So your lineup game is on fire. Put him on the board. Championship. You're definitely gonna win your league. But you gotta... Listen to Rich Keefe and the Fantasy. All right, back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI with Fitzy. Week six in the NFL kicks off tomorrow. Chiefs Broncos. Chiefs Broncos. You can catch it here on WEEI. Chiefs are like 10 and a half point favorites in that one. So your fantasy season is uh, on the line. Yeah, oh yeah. It certainly could be. In the toilet. Uh, the only league. Of the far too many leagues that I'm in this yeah. season, Rich, that I'm doing even remotely acceptable in, let yeah. alone decent well, is uh, ours. Is the show league. Yeah, I the suck. Show league. I suck in the show league. One oh, my and God. I'm having four. the worst fantasy year ever. Oh. Same. Yeah, terrible. Oh. I'm only in two leagues, but like they're both terrible. They're both trash teams. And that's why you should all listen to my advice. No, but this is a game. That uh, great, great <laughs> pro for the second. <laughs> I know. I am awful. I suck at this. Fantasy. Let me tell you how to fix your. T- but a lot of times in relationships, Rich, yes. we're much better at helping other people with their problems right. than we are at diagnosing and solving our own. It's like the old couples counselor. And it's like, oh, so how are you? Like, I'm recently divorced, but uh, I am a couples counselor. You're like, okay. Anyway, well, let me, yeah, what's you know, it didn't work. <laughs> right. All right. So uh, let's go with either or. Uh, guys playing against each other this weekend. Who do you think will have more fantasy points? Vikings and Bears, two bad teams record-wise, but some potential good fantasy scorers. Who would you start, Kirk Cousins or Justin Fields? Fields. Yeah, last two weeks, Fields has been Justin crazy. Justin Jefferson, I mean, like, mm-hmm. listen, K.J. Osborne is a perfectly nice third receiver, but yeah. uh, Addison has scored a bunch of times this year, which has been a surprise. Yes. Love, love me the Hawk, but something's just not clicking, like, there's something that's there's no, no spark on that Minnesota offense right now. Whereas Justin Fields found the keys to the Cadillac a couple weeks ago, yeah, and he and DJ Moore got something Ooh. going on right yeah. now. Once again, go look at what happens when you get your young developing oh. quarterback a number one receiver. No, there's not enough examples of it though. There's only like a half dozen, maybe ten examples of this. Working. I hate making this sound, but <laughs> ugh, ugh, seriously. All right, you got the 49ers and Browns this weekend. Brock Purdy or Deshaun Watson? Oh, give me the Purdy one. I <laughs> love. The guy's never Purdy. lost a game. No, he has never he's a lost a machine. regular season game. And he's like he, throwing some tugs now. So, like, you got to kind of, like, he's not just the guy that's handing the ball off to McCaffrey. Like, which, he's scoring fantasy points. He's a legitimate fantasy asset. Now, yeah, he is. It's, it, this is more about Watson being dinged up and going against the Niners' defense, I think, because. Yeah. All things being, if both teams were to play against terrible defenses, I almost feel like San Francisco wouldn't have to throw it as much. Yeah, Deshaun uh, with the injury, obviously to Nick Chubb, I feel like Deshaun Watson would kind of try to overcompensate for that yeah. as well. But uh, Brock Purdy, he had his numbers against That's Dallas sick. were outstanding. Sick. He threw four touchdowns. 
He is now putting up regularly 20 or more fantasy points every week. Brock Purdy, the guy taken last in the draft. Mr. Watch. Irrelevant. So not to talk about my fantasy team once again, but my my uh, my Very league good. that I've put with my college and high school buddies. So by the way, mm-hmm. to address the texture, he says, Keith, I'm going to need you to start winning some championships before I take your advice. That's fair. Let me also point out I won it last year, and this is year 19 or 20 for my, my uh, at-home league, and I've won it four times. So... That's the second most titles, so that Sorry. counts. So I consider myself a fantasy expert. I also used to host a fantasy show, so it counts. Same last here. week, last week, Fitzy, the team I played against in that league, the storied league, I went up against Brock Purdy, Travis Etienne, and Jamar Chase. Uh, if the guy benched everyone else, he probably still kicked the crap out Correct. of Correct. I think I scored the fourth most points that week, but he had far and away the most points, and I lost in like a route, like a laugher. I lost by like Oof. 60 points. It was insane. Um, all right. Austin Eckler is supposed to be back for the Chargers. They're playing the Cowboys. Would you go Tony Pollard or Austin Eckler? Oh, Pollard. Yeah. Just- Dallas is going to have Dallas is going to try to shove it down their throat, mm-hmm. fundamentally have a get right game. Yep. Now, Dak Prescott may have that urge to try to do it himself because he was so bad against the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if he just takes a breath and takes his coaching, Tony Pollard is the most talented player they have on offense. And that is going to be a fascinating game because it yeah. is Mike McCarthy who took control of play calling duties, allowing Kellen Moore to go to the Chargers. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. Kellen Moore is doing a nice job with Justin Herbert. Like, yes. that, that's a that's the kind of tomahawk ribeye I would like to be cooking with. He definitely is. Last one, uh, before we get back to the calls, uh, running back matchup in the Eagles-Jets game, DeAndre Swift or Brees Hall? Brees Hall. Brees Hall had a big breakout game last week, but Swift's in the far better offense. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'd probably lean Hall, too. Because last week they made a point to be like, hey, there's no snap count on him or no uh, snap restriction, and then he went crazy. So yeah. I would probably go with him slightly as well. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. A little, uh, little fantasy brief. So had a nice little return to four, like a nice little renaissance year so far for yeah. the Eagles, but we're all waiting yes. for that injury to happen. I know, definitely. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Adam is in Milton. He joins us next. Hey, Adam. Hey, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, yes, we can. All right. Uh, I just want to – Literally did a little bit of research. First of all, love right. you, Keith and Fitzy. You Thanks. guys are amazing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, I think everybody's going one way, and I just did a little research. So in 2020, the Patriots started 1-3. 2021, they started 1-3. 2022, they started 1-3. Uh, I was one of the idiots that thought they'd win more than seven and a half games before they dropped it down to six and a half games. Okay. But I do believe that they are – got to give Belichick a chance until December. I know everybody's saying fire him right now, but you got to give him a chance because they've turned all those seasons around in some sort of way. And right now I know we are in a panic mode because the Saints game really freaked me out too, but I do believe we got to give him a chance. All right, Adam, I uh, appreciate the uh, the glass half full approach. Now, one thing he did point out was all those seasons, last two seasons, they were one and three, one and three. Mm-hmm. They're one and four now. Like that would have been the big swing. Like each time they were one and three before, they at least got to two and three. And then, you know, you let the chips fall where they may. Although, I'm not going to look back at last year and be like, well, if they can get back to where they were last year, like, you don't want that. Last year's not good enough. That's not going to That's not gonna cut it. So you went one and three, and then you went eight and nine. But, I mean, even eight and nine feels like kind of a far cry. Yeah, one and three, one and three, one and three. But, try, okay, let's just do the old general eye test. All right. When you looked at those teams, yeah. didn't you think, like, wow, these teams are playing better. They weren't as injury-riddled. There was more compete in those teams. 
the self-inflicted wounds at times well, were still jarring, but they weren't as bad as they are this season. Good point. La- so just last year, which we all talk about the offense and whatever. So last year through five games. So I know he was talking about one and three that before, but if you take the five games, like we've seen five games so far. Mac Jones got hurt against Baltimore. You lost that game by 11. Bailey Zappi makes his first start in Lambeau Field, and you lost in overtime. He got he got he entered that game at yeah. the end of the first quarter or early second because Isaiah Wynn allowed Axel Hoyer to get <laughs> planted into the frozen tundra, and then right. he had to come in. But then the fifth game last year, they beat a like upstart Detroit team twenty nine nothing. Whereas the fifth game this year. You lost to the Saints at home 34 nothing. So it's basically the exact that, opposite. Right. That fifth game was was very, very different. But if you want to be optimistic, like, God bless you. I'm just having a having a hard time with it. Two hours down, two hours to go. We're talking about uh, the New England Patriots, the state of affairs. Mac Jones still the starter for this week. Your thoughts, 617-779-7937. It's the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy here on WEI.